Welcome into another episode of Nonsense and Deep Thoughts Podcast. I am Corey. Alongside me is the co-host, Justin. It's this guy over here. Justin, what's up? And guys, just a reminder, we are now a part of the Blue Collar Media Group Radio Network very exciting for us. We are live on many different platforms. For you who are listening to the audio version, you can find us live when we are on over on our Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. And you can find us on the Blue Collar Media Group Network's pages over on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube as well. How you doing, my dude? Not too bad. How are you? I am doing fantastic. We have some great news. We have someone else added to the show team today. Uh, Working backstage, we have Jared, also known to many of you folks as Fire Exit Gaming from Twitch. He is the man who will be helping us out and uh, making life a little bit easier for us. So as promised, guys, we have a special guest on the show with us today. His name is Derek and he is also known as Kid Picked Last. If that name sounds familiar, that is because it is his song that we use for our intro. It's a banger. It is a banger. So everybody, we'd like to welcome in Derek. Say hello. What's up? What's going hey, on, man? How's it going, guys? Thank you so I, much I, for having me. Absolutely, dude. Like I, I remember reaching out to you quite a while ago telling you that I wanted to get you on the show. Right. And uh, I'm I'm excited that that uh, you're back up and running and doing things again and that you agreed to come on with us. I'm 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 super stoked to have you on, man. Oh, man, it's it's my pleasure. I've it, it has been some time ago. I was uh, in a much different place then, but a much better place now and excited to be here. And congrats on the linking up with the what was it? It's the Blue Collar Media Network, right? Yep. Yep. That's, Blue huge, man. That's huge. Congrats to you hey, guys. And uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. That was all him. <laughs> Whatever side he's on. Nice. Yo, Justin just kind of shows up and, and talks. That's all. I love that's it. That's all he does. So like we were talking about before, <laughs> I fly by the seat of my pants. Listen, if that's not podcasting, I don't know what is. So I mean he's he's built for it, man. Absolutely. That's how I'm we talked about last episode. That's how I'm buying a house right now. Nice. Didn't even plan it, just doing it. <laughs> yeah, we just kind of have that dynamic. It works out great. So I at first, first and foremost, I know I've told you before, but I wanna I wanna put it out there on the podcast. Thank you very much for allowing us to use your music as our intro. And not only do I use it here for the Nonsense and Deep Thoughts podcast, I believe I sent you the video that I use as my starting scene over on Twitch as well, yeah, where I don't just awesome. use a 20-second clip. I use the entire song. Yeah, no, I saw that. That was, It's cool, man. It's so cool to, to have that kind of exposure um, from people that genuinely like the music and care about it. And I just really appreciate it, man. I really do. That was really yeah. cool. Absolutely. So uh, starting there, why don't you tell us about that song? Like, because uh, I want you to tell everybody what went into it. Like, what what did you do for it? Yeah, you did. You did pretty much everything. Yes, I did. Yeah, I, I did the the drums, the bass, the both guitars and the vocals. So uh, how, how deep do you want to dig here? Because it's all it, of it, it goes pretty it deep. Okay. deep. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so, Give it to me, baby. Hit me hard. Yeah. 
Uh, real quick, I know you mentioned it, but shout out to Jared in the background for uh, making us look pretty here. And I really appreciate that as well. But oh, he just put me up front. See, say something nice and I get all the landscape. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, exactly how it should be. <laughs> so I, I started music when I was a, it was my eighth grade year going into my freshman year of high school. Uh, my best friend who still plays drums, who I still jam with occasionally. We used to jam more, but he lives here in Arizona. We, his dad was a drummer. He loved the drums and I was just fascinated by them. My, my dad was more partial to the bass guitar, always pointing out those lines. My dad was a little bit of a musician himself. So I, I always just was captivated by music, but seeing this, you know, 14, 15 year old kid, he was just, he's a phenom. He still is. He was just so good. Uh, seeing him, his passion, it absolutely helped ignite mine. And so I, I bought my first bass guitar from a kid in high school. It's like a, a Johnson bass and a gorilla amp. <laughs> and and uh, I would go over there and we'd set up and I would just crank that little amp as loud as it could go. <laughs> and we would just jam smoke on the water, whatever easy riff I could pick up by ear because I didn't know anything about tablature when I first started. And yeah, those were our, our very humble beginnings. Uh, he and I have been in bands together. He actually filled in a couple times with my touring band, but that's really where it started was was high school and with Matt Kegel, our guitarist, and my buddy Nick, who's still my best friend. Uh, not too dissimilar from the two of you. We've been friends for 20 plus years now it's been a heck of a long run and uh it's cool to have our kids growing up together now and it's just i don't know it's really neat but anyway so that's where it started and then i never really committed myself to like one really get after it right it was always kind of fun garage band you know just uh spending time with friends playing shows and what it morphed into was you know i i, I felt i'd gotten pretty good i developed a a pretty considerable following with the last band. I said, I'd feel really bad if I didn't give this an actual shot. And so that's that's when Safe So Simple started. But in between there, I was in a band with my sister and her now husband. I was in, I played drums in a bluegrass band just to keep myself active. Oh, and that's keep my Keep my chops up, yeah. And it was like a bunch of old blue hairs. And <laughs> this is really cool. The guy owned this old like antique shop, but it had a bunch of just weird like old uh mannequins and it's very eclectic weird little shop in benson and <laughs> they had this one guy that would come in and sing they called him Mudmouth because you could not understand him kind of like boomhauer from king of the hill yes he just, he just got real muddy dude just mouth there down and you just i'd have to wait for somebody to interpret and then you know oh that's what you wanted me to do so it was <laughs> no, that's what I think of when I think of traditional bluegrass too, man. It's like he you know, so going into the whiskey jug and all that. Oh my god. Exactly. Banjo going. So yeah, he sang and actually played the spoons. So I mean we were we were really doing it. We were with the, the swamp folks really making some some bluegrass. <clears throat> and it was a great experience, man. But he he would close up shop at like eight and then we would just sit in there and jam for two, three hours. But Anyways, that ultimately lend, uh, landed to Safe So Simple. That was my my biggest push ever, man. We we really we really pursued that. Uh, record with recorded with some of our favorite engineers. Like we're working alongside engineers that worked with some of our favorite bands, and it's a tremendous point of pride coming from a small town like that and and doing what we did. But it was all I mean, it really was all made possible because of the people that continued to support me through that. So, but. Uh, 
that ended. Well, we can come back to that because I know you wanted to talk about Warp Tour a little bit. But that yeah. that ended that ended kind of on a sour note, actually. And yeah, I remember part of the story. I believe <laughs> that's the story we had discussed last year. Yeah, I remember yeah. part of it. So so from that birthed Kid Pick Last, uh, which is just. I mean, the name comes from my experience of being overweight and always being the kid that got picked last. And um, that was a, a solo project. I, for so long, I put so much emphasis. I mean, it, it's a band, right? You have to have you have to have other parts. You have to have other moving parts to to be productive with it. But then it's like, if you consider the day and age that we live in, there's uh, what's the guy's name? Is it Tom McDonald, the hip hop yep. artist? I was gonna mention him. He's self made, independent, yeah. does all his own stuff. His his girlfriend uh, shoots all their videos. Like everything, everything is an in-house production, and they're Sans label, and it's like just blows my mind. So, absolutely, there's there's definitely a way to market yourself if you kind of take a page out of his book. And he's honestly not the only person to do it. There's another guy named Dax who does it. Dax another is incredible. Yeah, yeah, and he man, Dax, he's something else, man. Like I did not, I did not hear about him until he did that that one album the collab with, with, yeah, 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 with Tom McDonald and start listening to his stuff and and Dax's music is just he hit like he talks about real stuff, man. He tells yeah. a good story. He does. It's not the same kind of garbage that you hear out in the you know the industry today where it's all repetitive nonsense. The song well, "Dear Alcohol" gets me. Mm. I don't know that I've, I'm going to have to check that one out. I've heard a couple of Dax's songs that, but, but to your point, like you don't have to be the, the copy and paste, you know, punch out the next big thing that, that all of these record labels wants. Cause that's essentially all a, a label is if it's not an indie label, right? They, they want to take your look and maybe your style add on to it and then basically turn you into a gypsy, put you out on the road and make money. So yeah. most of the deals that the bands that were at my level would have signed, you, it, it's, it's literally, indentured servitude like they 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 pay for your record to get recorded pressed printed all of your merch and then they just send you out and you owe them money they basically just bankroll it and you're in debt and everybody like i don't know how it's become so synonymous with this this you know this lifestyle like oh that, that's how you do it that's like yeah it really sucks man it really sucks having though that many people that stand as as pillars in between because there's there's a, a good sized bottom, a huge middle, and then the few that make it. And so yeah. I, I, I kind of like where Dax and Tom McDonald have positioned themselves. It's like, no, dude, you don't you don't need a label. You need you need good music and you need raving fans. That's it, dude. I mean, everything they yep. do is so top production, like high end. Like it looks as though a label would have had a hand in it, but now he gets to say whatever he wants. He gets yeah, to he's be not creative. And and that's the other thing too is that that I admire about him is. He's he's shifted genres seamlessly. There's been so many songs where it's like a completely different vibe, and it's like a label would have shut that down. They yeah, would have put like, you back into the studio, and you would have had to pay to pump out another record that they would put their stamp on. It's it's wild, dude. Yeah, he goes from he goes from his hip hop style songs to a song like No Good Bastards. Yep. That's got exactly. a real heavy rock vibe. Exactly. Yep. Like it's insane. Yeah. And like when you sign with a label, like like they try to make you feel like you have to, they really hunt, they really handcuff your artistic vision 100%. and they tell you what you can and cannot say. So he's on the right path. And I think because of it, whether people agree or disagree with the kind of stuff he sings about, 
I think he's really going to set an example and pave the way into the future of music. So, yeah, it, I'm, I mean, I'm a, a label would try to stop him from putting all the emotion that he does into the songs. 100%. But you can see it and you can hear it. And that's what makes it good. Yeah. Once you get to the understanding that once you get to the top, like the upper echelon of music, it's essentially the same four labels with the same five guys writing all of the chord progressions and music. Like, and then you wonder why everything is just, it, it just feels so copy and paste. So Justin, to your point, you're absolutely right. Like he's, he is completely and just unadulterated. He can, he can just do whatever he wants. He, nobody has to give him direction. And that there's something for me that's creative, creatively refreshing. Again, you can be indifferent about his, his political view and everything else. But if you're, if you're an artist and a musician and you can't separate his work from what he's done for freelance artists, then, I mean, maybe you have some hangups of your own that you need to work through, but messaging aside, he's, he's breaking the proverbial glass ceiling. He's, he is pushing through a lot of those, those things that stand in the way that kind of safeguard the top from being the top. And it happens a lot in the industry I was in. It's like, Again, I, it, it's so hard for me to understand why the goal ultimately becomes to be being signed when there's so many opportunities to go viral. There's so many opportunities to create those adoring fans outside of needing a big marketing budget. I mean, it's if, if you're in a, if you're a musician right now and you're not on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, making reels or shorts, and you're not putting out content the way it's being consumed, and it's it's not to say that there's not another way. Because <clears throat> I see a lot of both sides. I see a lot of people like, oh, you should, you don't have to be on TikTok. You should just be able to make good music and do what you're passionate about. That's fine. I completely understand. Just know that it will, it, it's a much, potentially much faster pathway to growth if you just look at what's hot and what's marketable right now. I'm not saying the other way isn't an option because it absolutely is. Just yeah. be smart, man. Keep your finger on the pulse of how, co how content is being consumed right now. Yeah, it's the same so, in a lot of industries at the moment. Like we're yeah. we're Twitch streamers, right? So uh, I've talked to a few people um, that say I'll never I'll never put my stuff out there on TikTok or I'll never put my stuff out there on Twitter. But like you have to bite the bullet if you're attempting yep. to grow, because like you said, that's where people are consuming the content. Yeah, I, you you need to you need to utilize every avenue that's presented to you in yeah. order to grow properly like it's just it's just how it is at this point in time yeah especially with like peak market saturation like what, what's even niche anymore honestly like <laughs> i know they talk about that a lot like drilling down and trying to be more niche it's like okay and then you go there and you find you know 500 other people in your space so <clears throat> if you're not looking for ideas to create that one piece of content that could create 500,000 to a million opportunities for new eyes and ears Okay, that's fine. Keep keep grinding it out. I'm not saying th that it's wrong or that it's it's not effective, but I could I could certainly make arguments that there are more more effective ways. Yeah. But anyways, I will get off more of efficient. My, my more efficient to say the least. Yeah, that's <laughs> a back, I'll get off soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> back over back over to the Tom McDonald thing real quick too. Yeah, yeah, um with, with him, you know, setting the new trend and and setting the new path forward for the music industry. Uh the the actual music industry you can tell they're kind of shaking in their boots a little bit because of the issue that he's having i don't know if you you've heard about this or read about this is his issue with topping the charts like 
when it comes to sales and stuff uh what i don't remember exactly what the institute is that covers all this stuff but they're not counting his physical record sales correct because uh, he does it privately and they're not counting everything for him so they're not giving him his due yep like they're really keeping it from him so yeah. to me that tells me that the music industry is shaking in their boots they don't want other artists to know that this is a path they can take and that they don't need they don't need these agents and these companies to do this for them. Hundred percent. It means and he's it, making it. Yeah. Exactly. He's he's doing something. If their reaction is to not acknowledge that he's doing something, and and to your point, Corey, it's just this arbitrary standard, right? Where it's like the metrics are there. I'm I'm sending you like, I, I watched that video that he was talking about. Like he had the the QR codes that were scanned. Like he's like I I have every discernible metric you could ask for, and you're not going to honor that. But when you get to arbitrarily decide, like, even, oh, well, we didn't count physical records for that, that guy in particular, but we need him to chart because then it, it's it's just feeding itself, right? It, it's an easy yeah. marketing ploy for them. <clears throat> oh, he's number one on the charts. So every radio station is going to pick that up. Everybody's going to want to push that out. And it's just, it's so much easier for them in that regard. But to to silence or not allow that, and I, to your point, Corey, I think it's more detrimental, not necessarily to them, because they're going to make money either way, but to the artist who is signed with them. That's like, yo, what is this guy talking about? Like, it, does he have the number one record or do I? Because yeah. I, I'm in debt, you know, I'm, I'm six figures in debt for this record we put out. And and you're going to let this guy DIY come up and pass me. What are you getting paid for? What what are who are you representing? And it's him and his yeah. girlfriend, you know. And, and his homie that uh, chops up his beats and everything. And then they put yeah. out these videos to massive, massive viral reception. Incredible. Incredible. And he doesn't yeah. care, good or bad. Good or bad, he don't care. Yeah. And I, eyes. I think that's your. That's what makes him so special, right? Is it's like he, he falls right into the gap of like, <clears throat> yeah, this is controversial. Or, or it's a hot button subject for our nation as a whole right now. So even if you watched, it's bread for me because nobody above him is making the bread, dude. Like when there's nobody above you, you don't imagine having the freedom to create like that where you don't have to check a box to make sure that you've pacified all of the respective media outlets that are going to be pushing your music. But people are going to watch it like the articles that are negative about him, like, you know, F this clown. And then they run the video. That's still AdSense for him. It's yeah. still revenue. It's still eyes. It's still numbers that chart him. Like, stay yeah. mad. I'm sorry. Like, again, you you don't have to like his messaging. You don't. I would encourage you, if that's, if that's your takeaway, don't click the watch button. Don't comment. Don't, like, you're only helping. If you really don't like the guy, you, it's so antithetical to what you're trying to do. But I love it, man. And that's, call it well, ego. He, he figured it out. He figured it yeah. out. And he calls it out in his songs too, uh, the good and the bad. No matter what you do, it's playing into the algorithm. You know, your your hate and is you start pushing them up in the algorithm. And now you're starting to see a lot of people push like that, like this new guy Fix getting on every open verse challenge that he can, getting his name out there. He's gonna be right behind them. Yep, I'm telling you, man. If if you're not looking at some kind of video platform for your content for people to consume. And, and you have you, you also have a goal for growth. Switch it up. Maybe look at some different avenues. Maybe look about getting some some of your content out there so you can get some more exposure. And it's 
for sure. I think what I love most about Tom McDonald, again, I know people are going to feel one type of way or the other about his lyrical content. Absolutely. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Like, but, but for him to be consistently be that person that will take something. And you can even say that he's, he's glamorizing uh, issues that hurt people. Everything. You can have all of those opinions that you want. It's irrefutable. There's no denying that he figured out something that worked. And the fact that he did it sans label in the very least, I think deserves a, a, a tip of the cap, right? Like, I think that's absolutely it, in the very least. You, you can hate him. You can hate his music. You can hate what he sings about. But to do what he's done and make the bread that he's made without a label. Can't be mad at him. Yeah. Tip your hat and move on. <laughs> right. it. So right. or learn from him. If you're a musician, learn from him. Just, right. You know. Yeah. Like so not and not not for nothing. I, I'm looking at you, Derek. <laughs> Learn from him. You you're yeah. talented, man. Like I don't Thank know you, I don't know how big you are on your own stuff. Extremely. I, and I don't know if you doubt yourself or not, but I listened to that song and I'm like, man, this sounds like something I would have had jamming in my Ford Taurus back in college. <laughs> like this is the type of music I listen to and it's fantastic. I love that, man. Thank you so much. It's mm. It's it's definitely uh, self doubt and and life more generally in the last couple of years that have uh, I've probably given too much of a stronghold in my life and in in that mindset I I stopped being as creative I stopped stopped believing in myself There's, it's just been a lot man it's been it's a lot to unpack but I, I appreciate the vote of confidence and um, I this is this is not even a humble brag I say this because it's it isn't until I've gotten back into things that I've recognized how many people actually care and support me and want to see me be successful that it's like, it, it's helping to, you know, bridge that divide of, you know, because for a while there it was just the opposite. They still cared. They still loved me. They still wanted to see me be successful. But it's just like, I got so far removed from seeing that in myself or wanting that for myself. So it's, it's nice to, to hear that affirmation. It's nice to be able to, to bridge the gap a little bit because, man. It was tough. So <laughs> we Anyways, can certainly that's... be our own worst enemies, man. We really oh my can. goodness gracious. Especially. So that's the most challenging part for me uh, was sitting alone. I, I think I told you I was working 12 hours, seven days a week, yeah. sitting alone in the dark. That's, that's no way to live, man. Especially if you have somewhat dark or, or unhealthy thoughts. Yeah. It's, I honestly uh... could not believe when you first told me that you were working 12 <laughs> hours a day, yeah. seven days a week. Yeah. And that was, that's the last time we spoke about the podcast. And you're like, if I can ever find time, yeah. I was like, my God, man, like, yeah, I cannot imagine having to do that. So it, being able to get treacherous. through that and push through that is ridiculously amazing. Thanks, <laughs> so man. kudos to you. Yeah, it's, it's been a lot of nice changes. Um, uh, started therapy, started a new job, working days, weekends off. So it's, I think I told you as well, it wasn't until my wife, like the, the actualization or realization where she's like, Hey man, you know, you're giving half of your life to that job. Right. And I was like, Oh gosh, <laughs> that sucks. Right. Like 12 yeah. hours, seven days a week. Yeah. Literally half of my life. If I'm sleeping anywhere, you know, five, six hours, I don't, maybe I shower, maybe I eat and then I get back and I do it again, you know? So it's, it was grueling, man. And that during that time, my, my dad passed one of my friends from high school passed uh one of my best friend's son passed and so it was just like when, when you're alone with grief that you don't have healthy processes for yeah oh man 
at least me maybe some other people can truck through it i i certainly couldn't though so it's a lot of time to internalize a lot of time to uh separate me from what i might otherwise be possible or capable of doing so well well yeah i mean you think about that you're you're at work by yourself for 12 hours out of the day yeah. and then when you're home you're sleeping for like you said five to six hours yeah. so you're really you're really away from your support system or most of your day yeah. and in a situation like that your support system is super important and like that's how that's how most people get through so when it's you're true. by yourself it's tough yeah I, I myself i used to i used to write just to get get that stuff out because when it sits there when it sits there with you it just keeps weighing down more and more and more and more yep so i always tell people you know even if you have no one to talk to writing it down even if you end up throwing that piece of paper away if you're not saving it in a journal you rip it up and throw it away afterwards to me getting it out is super helpful absolutely absolutely it's it's a cathartic process and so perfect segue going back into to kid pick last the the song dear future self that's those lyrics are just an adaptation of a letter that i wrote to myself to like dude don't don't give up like it's it's gonna get hard it's been hard don't expect it to get easier. You just got to get stronger. That's I penned that the, all of those lyrics are derived exactly from a letter that I was just like, and that was even before what was arguably an even darker time. So it's like, it was weird. I was <laughs> in writing a letter to myself and then recording it as a song, not knowing fully how much I'd need it. It ended yeah. up turning into like, you know, being this, this song of triumph for me, this song of that, that pushes me through and, and helps me get to the next level. So I haven't released that one yet. I've only released two of the tracks and I, I've sat sheepishly with the rest, but uh, <laughs> I, I think that'll be the next one. Cause it's, it's been most compelling for me now. And if, if that message can be that impactful to me, I can only imagine that it, you know, might have the potential for somebody else. So that song sounds amazing. Thanks man. I, I'll, I'll get it to Corey. So you guys can check it out. It's, it's definitely pulled back. It's not as uh not as punk rock as the other ones are or like the intro even but it's yeah it's it's a little bit more sombering but yeah it's uh so the intro lyric is i know at times it's hard to feel like you're worth anything at all and that's like i almost started crying just saying it right now so like <laughs> I, I i listen to it every day when i i journal um because i journal daily now i'm trying again to your point Corey, writing things down it can be such a cathartic process man you can learn so much about yourself when you're just present and real right just like yeah dude today sucked like or you know I'm, I'm really struggling or and then at the i always try and end with a gratitude journal right giving myself some other framework or perspective to be like yeah dude it's real bleak right now things are really hard but right you, <laughs> you have a beautiful family you're you know a wife that loves you three beautiful healthy daughters like always spending time in that to just try and flip that switch like okay dude where we can get through today for sure. Yeah, one little step at a time, man. Absolutely. So I'm sorry, it got really dark. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You know, in, in playing back to the Tom McDonald thing where you said he can he can switch genres however he wants because he answers to nobody. You don't have to do anything punk rock. You got that one song that sounds kind of punk rock. You can go ahead and make some bluegrass. Then you can rock and roll to some pop if you want, man. Right. It doesn't matter. You got yeah. it. I appreciate Whatever it, you want to do. I'm waiting for hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> I might I might have some bars for you, Justin. I just might. Oh yeah. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> but I to your point, you're absolutely right, man. The the only thing I think 
right now. And again, I, I don't want this to come off as a, as a brag. Like I worked very hard to be where I'm at as a musician, like understanding I gave more than half of my life to music. It's like, no, it, I, I should be good at it. Right. I toured, I, 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 I put my time in, I've earned my stripes, but I just, yeah, it's just so, at least for me in that moment, it was just so easy to give up on myself. So it's like, so the, the, the negative side, right? So the, the flip side of the coin is we're, we're touring, we're recording with some of our favorite engineers. We play warp tour. We go to like the Mecca, which is Andrew Wade, which did like a day to remember huge, huge names in the industry, huge names. And all the while, my parents got divorced on my birthday. Um, we moved in with my old man and he ended up taking a bunch of money for it from us. We were paying the mortgage in checks and he was cashing them and stashing them. So then the house got ultimately got foreclosed on. It's this horrible situation that I haven't even shared really. It's in private with other people, but I, horrible situation. And so that's I'm, I'm sure you've seen some of my posts on, on Facebook yeah. Corey, where I talk about how my all but estranged father, especially in the last couple of years, it was the consequence of that. You know, I told him I hated him, never wanted to see him again, didn't want him in mine or my kids lives. And uh, and so I had all that hatred and that anger and then he dies and it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> I don't yeah, have anywhere yeah. for this to go now, right? I was I was justified because I, I I was holding on to that emotion, and now it's like, oh, emotion's getting real heavy. I don't have anywhere to put it now. So uh, that's so. Anyways, that's so safe, so simple. Right before we move, the reason I end up leaving that band is uh, the consequence of we had to move. We were actually going to buy that house from my parents, and then as a as a final kind of stick it to us from my old man. Let me walk that back. Mm. My, my dad was in a really bad place. I don't want anybody to develop a, a, a critical mind or eye or perspective towards him. It's not fair because he was in a bad place. And this therapy is helping me with this. It's like, I'm okay to feel how I felt and to be upset and to say the things I said. Not too dissimilar from him being in a, in a bad state. He just divorced the love of his life. Though You know, the 32 years they'd been together and then it just, or 34 years. And then it was just, he was on his own. She went and got remarried. He didn't have a job. So he was spiraling himself. So I, I want to speak to the fact that it was my dad's emotional response to a lot of things. Not justifying at all. It was a dick move. Big time. And it sucked. And I told him I hated him. And I feel justified in that. But it just it just was this. So that domino fell. And then it's like we had to move. So I had to quit the band. Things ended really bad with the band. And from that birth, Kid Pick last Because it's just like either everybody chooses me last to have the opportunities or when I get the opportunities, they're just taken from me, like from, from some outside source, but, but realizing just how much more I can be in control of those, but more specifically my emotions to adapt to some of those things or to learn or to grow from some of those things instead of internalizing and falling apart and my life being in shambles momentarily, which is totally fine. I'm not taking that from anybody. <laughs> It was a super crappy situation. So anyways, so right before that, we find out he's he's taken the money for the mortgage payment. And then he leaves to Utah. He buys an engagement ring for a chick that he met online, skips out, right? So we're like, so we take out a credit card, we pay off everything, get it squared up. And then while he's gone, um, we have monsoon rains in Arizona. The, the roof fell through. And <clears throat> I'm like, hey, dad, everything's still in your name. I need you to take care of this. And at that point, we hadn't talked yet. And he didn't know that I knew at that point either. He, he does the insurance claim, everything. He has to come back. The chick scrubs him. She's like, I don't want to be married to you. I'm not doing this. Comes back to Arizona. And 
at that point i know we have our terrible terrible fight like the the night that just i've walked through so many times in my head while alone in the dark and he does the insurance stuff we we actually go to purchase the house and we find out there's a third party contractor's lien on there because he took the insurance money to repair the roof and didn't get the roof fixed so <laughs> Yeah, it's a terrible situation. I'm sorry. I feel like all I'm doing is talking. I'm sorry. No, hey, that's the point. <laughs> Listen, I told you beforehand. That's the point of the podcast episode today. So we you want to guess things. Yeah. Yes. We so run out of shit to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but it was tough, man. That's that's your dad, right? That's yeah. Well, what's what son doesn't look up to their dad or try aspire to be like their dad? And now my family's in complete shambles, right? We Thankfully, my wife was working at Walmart. She put her name into the uh, the marketplace and she got a job quick and we were able to get out of there before they foreclosed. Like, came and put the notice on the door. They're going to be changing the locks. And I'm like, this sucks. I can't buy the house. There's no point in me continuing to pay the mortgage here. Like, it's it's still in my dad's name. I'd already caught up to to get it out of the state of foreclosure and get it current. And then. Yeah, they that's got to be. That's got to be a dreadful feeling. Yeah, uh, just just feeling so absolutely helpless, yep. and telling your your family, your kids, hey, we gotta we gotta get our stuff together and get out of here, guys. Like, yep. We gotta we gotta go find somewhere else to live. Yeah. So I'm I'm and in the band. Things fast. are going well. My wife's got a job. I've got a job. Kids are doing well in school. All of our family live there, dude. We lived in a small town called Benson. We were all three city blocks away from each other right all of our family's tradition was in that home like holidays everything and it's so not only are my folks divorced now i have a tattered relationship with my mom because my dad convinced me she was lying right oh your, your mom's i'm paying the mortgage derek your mom's just lying trying to start drama things are horrible between me and my dad the band i was in just fell apart and now we have to go pick up somewhere in a new city we'd never been to before and it's like dope so that's yeah. that's where kid pick last came from man it was just I, I i took all of the years of playing multiple roles guitars drums you know singing put all that together and just made a made an effort to to do it on my own so and the the ep was actually well is going to be called meant for more and it's just that it's that that's self-realization awesome. yeah so it's just like i i was meant for more than than what I was given presently. So absolutely, <laughs> man. And I, I, I absolutely love the lyrics to that song. Thank and you, the more I listened to it, the more I thought I need to have this as our intro, because I, I feel like, I feel like it's the same for us with this show too. Like I listened to the lyrics. I'm like, yeah, man, we're meant for more. You think we can't do it. We can do this. No, I love yeah. it. The message yeah. is so great in that song. Guys, if you, if you want to listen to this song, go over to Kid Picked Last on YouTube. Check out his channel. Uh, you can also find his future podcast on the same channel, guys. Uh, check out all the music over there and keep an eye out for when he starts the podcast. Yeah. Should should have something uploaded this week. I don't want to overpromise, but uh, moving in the yeah. right direction. <laughs> I know how that goes. I know how the overpromising goes. Yeah, the, the needless hype, so... Mm-hmm. trying not to do that but yeah so um you know we're kind of kind of glazing over this really interesting fact um that you played warped tour <laughs> yeah 
Like we 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 mentioned it a few times already, but kind of just glazing over it. So give us a little bit of background about how that happened and what that experience was like. Yeah, absolutely. So Warp Tour has been <clears throat> meaningful to me. It was one of the first concerts my sister ever took me to. Um, I was there when uh, Travis Barker actually got booed by Aquabats fans when he played with Blink-182. It was incredible. It was incredible. But <laughs> anyways, um, it's always had this, it's always been like the goal, right? And so we, we're we making a lot of waves in the, in the local scene, uh, largely due to just tremendous supporters that we had. And so they, every year they do the, you know, push your band and, you know, ultimately go and play Warp Tour. And uh, we did it and we were actually out on tour when, uh, when we got word and it's such a, it's such a painstaking process, especially once you know the backside, like just because you get the numbers doesn't mean they're going to pick you. Like they're, mm -hmm. they're still going to be very choosy with the type of music and you know, your look and style and everything. Knowing that now it's just like, Oh, you know, it was just numbers. There's, there's a lot more that goes into it, but uh, <clears throat> we were on tour, man. And uh, we were amongst the, the number ones for Arizona. Like we, there were six other bands. We were the one that got picked, man. And you get the phone call from the guy, the, you know, the representation from Warp Tour. I forget the guy's name, but I was just, I put it on speakerphone. We're all just screaming, man. It was, it was so <laughs> That's exciting. Amazing. Yeah. So how and, does it, how does it, how does it work? Like, uh, did you go on tour across the country or just in Arizona? Just, just the, we played the AZ date. We were, we were on tour with another band from, okay. uh, Switzerland. They came into the States. Uh, they were on Victory Records, which was like Taking Back Sunday and Day to Remember, Man. all those. Horrible label. Horrible label. But <laughs> at any rate, um, we were touring with them. They So they, they had a hard, the hardest time like getting their passports and everything. So we bought a decommissioned school bus and built bunks in it. and like So we had plenty of room. So they wanted to do a, a run in the States. And our manager at the time was like, hey, is it cool if you guys, like they ride with you and you tour with them? And they were one of our favorite bands. We're like, yeah, that's that's awesome. So um, amidst that, we get the call from Warp Tour. But it's otherwise, it's just you just have to shamelessly plug your band to literally everybody. Like, go in and vote. Go. It, it's a marketing ploy, but it's it's very yeah. strategic and smart because you have all these, you know, these these younger people that go through and just push tirelessly. And it's like to family members that probably never knew what Warp Tour was prior to that. So. Um, and then they tabulate the votes and that's how they pick, <laughs> but, uh, much more that goes on behind the, the scenes for sure. But it, it's cool that they're choosy about it. And, and the result of them being choosy still led to us playing. So, um, yeah, we played the Arizona date on the, on one of the main stages, the same stage that newfound glory played. So we were backstage setting up and I'm like, I'm walking amongst my idols, man. It was, it was the most surreal thing. I had to be I'm, so crazy, dude. I was just so humbled and so grateful because it was. And then on top of that, right? So I'm in a situation where I'm a dad. I've got my two oldest daughters. They're there peddling my CD. And like, they're the only time they'll have got to see a warp tour, they got to see their dad. To me, that's just like, that's probably the coolest thing that came as a result. Like, warp tour was great, but having my daughters like front and center with my wife singing all the lyrics was just. Oh my gosh, dude. I can't even so imagine. Cool. That's fucking so amazing. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it was dope. So they rode over in the bus with us and they were just so excited. And that the next year was the last warp tour, literally. So they I was like, man, that's like I tell stories about my warp tour, seeing seeing new Flown Glory and these people that I ended up sharing a stage with, and then 
my daughters are like, oh, yeah, we got to go and we saw our dad. So <laughs> that's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, that is really neat. We went to uh, my wife and I went to a, a warp tour one year. And the two the two things that stand out were 18 visions. It's the first time I saw them. Nice. Uh, and the first time I even heard of them, they were they were pretty decent. And then uh, the other thing I remember has nothing to do with music. I just remember the monster energy tent. And as long as you stayed in the tent, you could keep drinking the monster energy. Yeah. There were some ridiculous people there just chugging away. So I had no idea prior to the backstage setting. And I'd been to plenty of warp tours. They, they can the water in the monster energy cans. So like I'm dead, right? Because we're in Arizona. It's one fifteen outside. I'm, like I literally the pictures from Warp Tour, the front of me is just sweat. And that was the second shirt I'd changed into. And I'm like, Bro, that there's would be no me point. Too. Dude. That would be me too. <laughs> it was so bad. So I'm covered in sweat. And they keep trying to hand me monsters. I'm like, bro, I'm not trying to be dehydrated, right? And and finally one of the guys like, It's water, idiot. It's water. And I look at it and you flip it over, it's got the monster logo and it says tour water. And I'm like, and it was just ice cold water that I'd been denying myself the whole day. The Holy whole day. Cause I'm like God. No, dude, I can I get some water? Like, but I had no idea. So yeah, they they canned the water in monster energy cans, and I was like, <sighs> I felt real dumb afterwards because I was I'm I'm certain I was dehydrated. It was so it was so they're gonna, bad. They're gonna start canning water soon. Like it's it's you're not gonna be able to get plastic bottles anymore. Um, right. Well you see liquid death, right? Yeah, I did see liquid death. Actually, there's a there's a guy at work that drinks those, and I was asking yeah. him just yesterday. I'm like, are those things any good? Is it worth the money you pay? He gets the cool, lime. It's one. a cool aesthetic. Oh, okay, gets a lime one. Nice. So, um, yes, yes, water is going to be canned. I, we know this already. He works in a canning plant. Oh, okay. He makes cans. He makes cans. He's he loves his job. He, he thinks it's I like my job, dude. Like Derek, you should job. see it when he comes to my house. If I'm drinking something out of a can, he will check the label of the can to see if he made it. Oh yeah, yeah I made that. I didn't make. Super this proud. One. Super proud I of him. That one. I mean, I can't. I tease him all the time about it. It's ridiculous. It, it's, I think it's, it's become such a habit. I think it's kind of awesome. Like you know, knowing you had a hand in that. Yeah, but. So what what is is it like a? I'm not sh too familiar with the world of canning. Is it like there's like one big box and then distributors from there, and you work for the big box, or do you work for one of the distros? No, we legitimately make the cans from thin aluminum to this. Oh wow! And then it goes off and gets filled. Wow. So it's interesting. Justin could probably do an entire episode on the entire process. <laughs> I could, but I'd probably get fired. <laughs> no telling the trade secrets, man. Yeah, Correct. That. that would be bad news bears. I love qualifying the... I, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. <laughs> yeah, right? I think that's best when, when talking about it. How long have you been doing that, Justin? Uh, just over a year. Liking it so far? Good benefits? Like good... Good money. Good money, is it? Nice. Good money. Heck yeah, man. That's great. So <laughs> that's all the job's for. Oh damn. Lost it. There you go. Yeah, money. Definitely helps. Always the, uh, yeah. I, I've sacrificed enough of my time for, for money or perceived value that I took a huge pay cut coming to days, but the the wins are just there's there's way too many pros 
Yeah. No, money, I tell money, everybody, money being the biggest con, but yeah, oh. I tell everybody time to me is way more valuable than money. Oh, for uh, sure. You always have, you always have more opportunities to make money, but you don't get to earn more time. Like yeah. our time is limited. So I'd rather, well, I'd rather keep I, my time and spend it with friends and family and doing the things I love. So true, man. It's a constantly depleting resource. Like we don't get more of it. Mm hmm. So money, we can, you know, we, we can figure out other avenues to do that. But absolutely, once the time is gone, it's gone. I either so. spend the time at work or at home alone. So I <laughs> as well make money hey, with that time. You come over here from time to time. You know, you're welcome here all the time. And you know that you just scared the shit out of Alex earlier. <laughs> that was great. I loved every bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. She was in she was in my media room with me here and. uh she uh, walks out to Justin on the steps. She about pissed herself. He comes <laughs> in the front door. He was coming to, to look for a mic stand that I have to see if it would work for him over there. Nice. Yeah. It was beautiful. That um, is. It was, she almost fell over. It was hilarious. <laughs> I almost guys... pissed my pants laughing. <laughs> Do you guys live that close? Like, are you... Yeah, we're yeah. about ten minutes away from each other. Oh yep. gosh, that's great, oh, man. For yeah, now. we used to do we used to do the podcast in person. Um, we used to just record the audio here, uh, but with this new setup, we can we can get together a lot easier on this platform. Yeah, and I like the video setup of the two cameras a lot better. So this is how we're doing it from now on. It's just so much nicer, I believe. Yeah. There's something about like the end of a day or even on an off day, like just the committal to, even if it is a 10 minute drive versus putting on your headphones and just running like that's, I love it, man. man. I've, I've tried to make my setup as simple as possible, <laughs> despite the fact that it looks like there's a lot of moving parts. Like I have a stomp box. I have all of my lights plugged into a stomp box and I literally just, <laughs> so everything cool. powers on. Like I, cause it, it seems like, you know, once you've exhausted yourself from the day at work and family or whatever else, it's just like, this is the last thing I want to do right now. So the fact that I can, from this same desk that I work at, click that on, start recording, get to it. It's, uh, I agree, man. And this is a great setup. This looks really cool. I'd never heard of, what is it? What was it? StreamYard. StreamYard. Yeah. StreamYard. This yep. is really cool. It is. It's very nice. Um, it, it's very easy to use too. I did not know about it until I got uh, partnered up with Blue Collar Media as well. So once nice. I got partnered with them, I saw that this is the platform they were using. I hopped onto a few of their shows and I was like, you know what? This is this is nice. This is something it's very dude. nice. Yeah. Like the banner across the top. Everybody's got their little name tags. This is uh so is that yeah. something Jared, maybe you can answer in our chat. <laughs> is that he can even like, pop in. He can even pop, pop in. Pop in dude. So are you actually the one that's like is it automated or are you actually pulling me to the center when I'm talking and then pulling Corey in? Is that you doing that? Oh, your mic's muted, Jared. No audio. I'm actually doing that behind the scenes. That's uh, awesome, man. Doing the banners, doing the uh, switching. Also, the little yeah. banner that ran across the bottom, that was you too? Yeah. When yeah. It said, like, so oh, man. Put Jared. on the banners. Yeah, you could pull up. We're getting more professional now. I need to follow suit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You can pull we'll up chatters so you can address it. You you pop it up on the screen. It's really nice, man. It is oh, a yeah. fantastic platform. Yeah. Add little all... clips. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff you can do with this platform. 
seeing all the moving parts and knowing that you're uh, taking care of that. Because even it was going across, I'm like, that's really cool. So kudos to you again, Jared. That's This yeah. is really this awesome, is, man. This is our first episode having his assistance, and I love it. It's, it makes it so much nicer. Let me tell you, I can focus on our conversation. I don't have to worry about pulling things, moving things, doing anything on the side. Oh, man. It's so awesome. Yeah, I didn't uh, even consider I, Yeah, If it was one of you driving, it'd be, yeah, you'd be like, oh, yeah. So, but Jared, I, kudos, I enjoy man. doing it. Not, 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 not either of us, <laughs> just him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yep. Corey distracted. Well, thank I you. I show up yep. and talk. No Sometimes that's Justin's <laughs> job. Just show up and talk. Man. I show up, up and talk. I love it, man. So, um, Derek, yeah. When we met, we met through TikTok, and yeah, we, we met because we were going to be a part of a project that our our mutual friend Mikey Thatcher had uh, going on, where we were going to be models for a big man calendar. That's, um, that's correct. And un unfortunately, unfortunately, that fell through. I still ended up going to Tennessee and meeting up with the photographer that was going to do that. Cherish Hope Photography. Um, you guys feel free to check her out on TikTok as well. We're going to give her a free so plug. Dope. She She's does. So yes, she does fantastic work. She does boudoir photography as well. Uh, it would be well worth the trip for you to head on down to Tennessee and see her. Uh, but definitely check her out over on TikTok. It is Cherish Hope Boudoir or Cherish Hope Photography. She does have two accounts. But so we up up until that point when, you know, it kind of fell through, we had a lot of conversations like we, we spoke a lot. And I always thought to myself, man, this guy, he's he's so well spoken. Uh, you, you know what you're doing. And being a being a twitch streamer and getting into the podcast world myself i thought to myself man this guy belongs on radio this guy belongs on a podcast so when when i saw your posts recently i got really excited so for those of you uh, listening along with us on audio or checking out the live here or even checking out the video afterwards derek has a project of his own coming up so I know we mentioned it earlier. He is going to be doing a, a podcast called the Kid Picked Last Podcast. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring him on was to talk about it a little bit with you guys. So uh, we we don't have to go into too much detail if you don't want, because I know you have a lot to talk about on your show itself. I don't want to take away from that. But why don't you give us a little bit of information on what the main purpose of the show is going to be and Absolutely. what kind of stuff you plan on talking about? Yeah. So first of all, uh, I think it's great that if you're going to have a guest, you continue to, to plug their stuff. I really appreciate that. That's huge. Um, it primarily will be kind of, I know it sounds painfully cliche, but, but kind of the, the behind the curtain, right? I, I ultimately want to finish the production of this EP. I want to tell the story of my, my weight loss, uh, which, which is a huge commitment, right? So it's amongst juggling being a dad and everything else. I hope to open the door or pull back the curtain behind therapy and, uh, and and the potential need or maybe recognizing that there's a need. And just just speaking openly about that, I think it's in a lot of ways, social media has become the proverbial highlight reel. And so it's only good. And so when that's when that's the unit of measure, right, is, oh, I wish I had that. I wish I could do that versus the to me, the more compelling story of like, 
yeah, life is hard and it sucks. And I had all of these goals in mind and all these things I wanted to do. And then I just got bogged down, right? My bandwidth got overloaded. I got spread too thin and I, I gave up in myself and I stopped, I stopped dreaming. I stopped pursuing those things. And so Kid Pick Last is going to, to just tell that story. I, I want to be open. I want to speak candidly. I want it to, uh, to be a place where I can heal and grow, but ultimately where I can find that confidence again, man. Release this music that I, I care so much about, that I was so passionate about. Tell the story of uh, with my dad and my family and how I've, I'm making strides in overcoming that. And I mean, obviously the eventual goal would be that it's, that it's a highlight reel, of course, but that prior to all that, it was really difficult and it took a lot of work and energy to pursue those things more fully and step into self-actualization and realizing that I am in fact meant for more. I don't have to just internalize these things and, and go to a default standard of how I see myself or how I, I'm critical of myself for my perceived past failings. It's a yeah, hell of an elevator pitch. Amazing. Sorry. <laughs> No, that's, that's, that's a beautiful pitch, man. I, it, Cause you, you touched on one of the most important things about social media. I mean, we've talked about uh, social media and technology in the past on the show a few episodes ago, in fact, and you're right. Social media is full of good, like people sharing their successes, right? Everyone shares their success stories. So by going in the direction that you're going to go with your show, sharing the struggles and you know the downs as well as the ups it's basically you're you're trying to let people know that it's okay to struggle and that um they're not alone in the struggle absolutely because i feel like so many times people kind of feel isolated and like they're the only ones that are going through what they're going through yeah so i think that's huge yeah i think that becomes more relevant and, and potentially even more true when you're in it right and then that's that's from my own experience like it's when you start to open up or when you like because that's just it the second i started talking about it i had so many people reach out privately like oh i go through this also and that's how it's like maybe there is a space for this right maybe it doesn't have to be just putting out all the things that i think people want to see maybe people really want something that's authentic that they can relate to but i i can speak for myself and from anecdotally from all the other people that have reached out that it's like dude thank you for saying something like I felt so alone in this and it's despite being in, in social media, right? Literally socially connected with the whole world at your fingertips and you can feel so isolated and feel so alone. And it's just like, because nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to like, and I'm not saying that people don't, but more generally, I feel like, like I said, right. you know, social media, it's just like, Oh, check out this fancy car. Uh, this, you know, this dime piece yep. girlfriend, this, this, A lot this, of and fuck. it's just like, Right. And so it's just like, no, dude, sometimes it really sucks. Sometimes it's really hard. And all of the time, it's still worth it to find who you are and pursue your passions. Yeah. And I know and I know you said that you're you're not on TikTok anymore. Uh, but when you were, you were sharing your your weight loss journey. And Correct. it's a similar situation where it's allowing people to see you and to know that they're not alone with what they're going through. And I saw it all the time in the comments on your videos, uh, thanking you, you know, thanking you for sharing yeah. your story, sharing your journey, making people not feel alone or not feel horrible about themselves. 
Yeah. So that that kind of thing, I think that kind of thing is underrated, and I think it's something that we really need. Um, we need to share our bad as well as our good. Just just yeah. to let people know this is this is normal. Yeah. Because social media is a lot of fluff and a lot of people kind of peacocking a little bit. Yeah. And I, I would think that the what 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 I find especially challenging is largely because of political tensions right now. People are so far removed from the fact that we all just went through something very palpably real in the last two years. All of us. Yeah. It, it, it was no it was no chooser of man, right? It wasn't, you know, w with the exception of maybe the elites, but I will not, I will forego that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. We um, could have another full podcast, though. Listen, man. Listen. But, but, but for those of us, you know, common folk, if you will, uh, no derogatory implications there. Um, it was real, man. Businesses were closed. People got very sick. People lost loved ones. Very, very real. And and in that, instead of finding some humanity, it's, it's as though the lines got drawn more boldly. It's as though because you're Democrat or Republican, I have to hate you more because you choose not to wear a mask or because you choose to operate your business or don't operate your business. It, it's It's been the most dehumanizing, even though the fact that it was a shared experience for all of us. So it's as though all of us have this built up tension and grief and, and emotion that we're all just rather than allowing those defenses down, we just point them at each other. And it seems so needless. It seems so hurtful. It seems so divisive. And furthermore, it seems largely propagated by the media, which sucks because behind all of that Republican, Democrat, you know, liberal, whatever, is a human being, dude, who struggled, who lost somebody, where a situation for two years, everybody was scared. You couldn't help but turn on the news and see the death ticker that we had in America and just everybody went through that. That's visceral, dude. That's a real palpable thing that everybody experienced. And it sucked. It sucked so bad. And then you have people that were displaced, that lost their jobs, like, or, or their family member couldn't travel back into the States. Put yourself in that situation, man. Allow yourself a little bit of humanity and to be empathetic, not not buy into this. I told myself I wasn't going to swear, but not buy into this <laughs> bullshit that everybody's different yeah. or that you have to hate somebody for how they thought or approach those things. Because I'd if like you take that away... I'd like to welcome you to the show now, though, <laughs> by the way. Thank you. That's <laughs> that's the, the landmark. Is a, I, I'm just so <laughs> sick of it, man. I'm so sick of, of the divisive language, right? When, when the, the highest man in power can say that it's this group, group of people that's keeping us sick or keeping us indoors. And like, you need to, you need to really walk that back and consider what you're saying and the power behind the words that you say. You yeah. really, really need to stop and think about it because whether you think so or not, or whether or not it's all part of a Ponzi scheme that is our government, it was incredibly divisive and it shattered family relationships. It shattered friendships. It shattered our nation, man. It, it really did. And it sucks. And I, I hate it. And beyond that, I feel like another thing that I see is a lot of people gained weight, right? Everybody got comfortable just ordering food in. And, and so yeah. like, oh I just want to be open not... about it, man. Like, it sucked. Like, I, I put all the weight I'd lost back on and I gave up on myself. And from, from where I was at in the trajectory I was going, I'm, it's almost like bizarro world, Derek, at this point, right? <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's okay. It's okay to have those emotions, man. It's okay to 
even at one point to have been upset at somebody for how they believed or what they believed. It's okay. Whether you think so or not, that's actually what makes this country so unique and so great is that you're entitled to feel that even if you think somebody sucks. But when you deny somebody their humanity because of those beliefs, that's when we have a problem. And I feel like the media at large has has enabled that and has capitulated that in more ways than they probably even realize. Or it is completely divisive and we're all puppets in their scheme. Oh. We could go either way. There's a, plenty of rabbit holes that I've uncorked <laughs> oh, yeah. here. But, De but, but, but the point is... seems planned. <laughs> and diversionary. Right. I know it will sound painfully cliche and, and you know I'll have to show you my United States boxers when I'm done. But truly... United we stand, divided we fall. Truly, you're you're absolutely right. Truly, I, I totally agree. And after all this, it's it's like we all have to relearn how to communicate with one another, and we need to relearn that it's okay to have a difference of opinion and not hate each other over exactly. that one and, difference. And you know, it's never gonna happen. Communication will never be the same with social media being the way it is. And all you got to do is send a text. Yep. Well, we keep saying that that's, that's kind of the purpose of, of our show. Uh, you and I, Justin, we've said before on here, we have no problem bringing somebody on that has a different opinion than we do. And we plan to keep things civil. I'm the same way with my Twitch streams. You go on to, you go on to Twitch and go on to everyone's Twitch channel in their rules. It says no politics, no religion. Yeah. On mine, we could talk about whatever you want to talk about. Just keep it civil. We need to relearn how to be civil with one another. You Absolutely. need to be able to talk about these things. Yep. And that's and that's just it, man. The the politics and religion, especially like the the people that choose to be those things first, I think tend to be the ones that can that can dehumanize the quickest, right? They can be the quickest yes. to that lever. Be a human first. Be a human first, dude. Like, I, I don't think it's that hard for, for us, but, but, but again, because of the lines that have been drawn, because we just, I think naturally as people, we tend to tribalize and through all of the, everything that's happened over the course of the last two years, like I said, we just bolded those lines. We got to break some of those walls down, man. We absolutely yep. have to. Yeah. It's, it's that, okay. That, go at, ahead. at this point, I, I think it's too, we're too far divided. I don't think there is any middle ground anymore. I think it'll take time, but I think I think that in time we can kind of come a little closer to the end goal here yeah. of, of what we want to see. I hope so. I just I don't see it. Justin's a little black belt, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's a ha uh, glass half empty kind of guy. Which, which man? No, I, I'm realistic. You can call it glass half empty all you fucking want. I'm realistic. I don't yeah. see it happening. <laughs> it's only getting wider generation to generation for sure I and i want to go ahead sorry <laughs> no all you i i can't argue that point justin and so i'm i'm sorry if i if i mislabeled but but that it seems to be more the sentiment from the the black-pilled crowd but uh it, it's a valid way of thinking man when you see it every day and in, in every facet of your life I, so I, I apologize if that was dismissive but um I just think of like Tim Pool, right? Because that's that's who I go to in that instance where he's just like everything's yeah. screwed. There's no coming back. So that's yep. that's that's where the black pill came from. But but you're right, man. And it's 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 a challenging uh, realization to come to. And and I know you wouldn't do that haphazardly. So I'm, I, I, it's no doubt the result of what you've seen and experienced. I just I hope to 
in my own way represent that there is still there is still humanity out there there are still good people out there and not even through me even if it's just highlighting that there are other great people out there because it's when it's a constant feed of negativity and especially once you realize that they know that that's what gets clicks right they have teams of psychologists that work tirelessly like it's so the, the the headlines become so blatantly inflammatory it's like they they need you hostile they need you in an extreme state because that drives clicks clicks drive revenue it it's what matters to them humanity is so far removed from their goals as a, as a company and for growth and for keeping their business alive so it it, it sucks man i i hate that because you seem like a remarkable dude it, it's 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 a admittedly a little heartbreaking to know that you just <laughs> I, hope it what you've seen, I just for sure for sure i don't I think it's just too far separated. Yeah. And I, man, I, I've seen personal evidence myself. And again, people will call that anecdotal. What proof do you really have? It's just racial tensions, everything, dude, religion, politics, sexual orientation, abortion. There's just, there's, it's as though they've built too many pillars that divide and nobody stopped looking for, for ways to come together and, and agree on some things or, or, maybe maybe shift things back more to a, a state of neutral right it has to be polarized to the furthest extreme of other end and if you look at that the far the farthest reaches of either end right the fringe there's still a lot in between there right but it's those are the voices that get propagated and heard and yep. screamed and so it's and for, so when it's from other side like oh you're you're a donald trump loving republican who hates gays no i'm mm. not dude no i'm not that's not me at all because I voted one way on a ticket. No, dude, I'm a human that has values and I, I like to represent my values and have them represented by politicians. I'm part of a constituency that that person's ideas speak to. I don't hate anybody. It, it's so, it's so exactly. shallow. It's so hollow. It's such a, it's such a, a very it, hollow argument. It's and it, but it's such a sick way of thinking, right? And it yep. and I mean sick, not I, I don't want that to seem derogatory. I mean literally, like it's as though they created the greatest illness that came from COVID, in my personal opinion, is the one mentally that divided all of us. Don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to downplay maybe I just stepped right in it. COVID was horrible and it was global and it was terrible. But I, I think it stands to reason that the fallout, the subsequent fallout from COVID of us all hating each other and not caring and then just this just this lull of not giving a crap about each other or worse further hating each other because of how we believed or what we believed through that time that sucks dude that's it's so so crappy and i just i just want people to to be recognized and heard and feel human and i it super hippie moment dude everybody deserves to feel love and appreciation it's what we all want it's inevitable regardless of how you whittle all of this down people want to be heard they want to be loved and they want to be recognized look at social media for god's sake oh god it's it's all of our cries for that right well that's the other fallout of covid social media because because of where it landed in the year that it landed being in an election year yep nobody had anything to do but stay home and Go on social media. Correct. And that just, the divide started to grow there because every, nobody was scared to type what the, whatever the hell they wanted because they're behind a keyboard. Right. Or they're behind a screen. That's it. Yep. 
And that's I'm gonna go no real consequence to right. what they're <laughs> saying. That's just it. And then they just dig their feet in deeper and deeper on that stance. And it just kept going further and further. Right. Yeah, and I'm going to go full circle. I'm going to go first full circle back to the, the, you know, Tom McDonald discussion from earlier. And uh, where, where you said it almost seems like it was kind of by design, this whole division thing. Uh, if you guys have not listened to his song, The System, or his new one, Names, listen to both of those. The System is great because he talks about how this is designed this way. You know, they designed it to be this way to keep us separated, to keep us fighting amongst ourselves. And then his song Names is basically just, you know, you can't really pay attention to the names that they're calling you. I mean, you, you know who you are, just be who you are and be honest with yourself and be honest with others. That's It's true, man. I <laughs> I don't like the that what was once considered conspiratorial has just become a, a bleak reality. And oh my God, that right? seems to become more and more true. Real quick, uh, Iowalks has said hi twice. So I want to make sure that we get a shout out there. I think it's Iowalks. It it does look like Iowalks. <laughs> okay. Hi, Iowalks. Thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Who is uh, Wildish Mom? Is that your wife, Corey? Yes. Yes, it okay. is. Okay. Hello. <laughs> she's she's been commenting this whole time. I feel bad. I'm just now. You reminded me to check over there, and I'm like, oh frick! I just looked over there now, but we have missed some comments. But um, yeah, just just full circle to to the point that we made earlier. In 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 my state of perpetual darkness and and alone and not being around family and friends, look at the premise of what of what COVID was. Right? Stay in right. your houses. Don't see your loved ones. People's. I, I worked in a hospital when that first fell, man, and there were parents that weren't able to be at their kid's bedside as their child was dying. I That's think hard. that is probably the toughest part, the whole hospital thing. Dude, it's uh, wrong. Not, it's wrong. Not being there for a sick, like a sick child, um, a dying loved one, anything like that. I cannot imagine if I had one of my kids in the hospital, like in really bad shape, and these people are trying to tell me I can't go see them. Or my wife is giving birth and I can't be there. We're going to have a huge problem. Yep. I, I I don't envy anybody that was in that situation. So Corey, it was it was not only my job to be the one to tell them, but then to remove them from the hospital if need be. So I, I don't was... envy your position either. <laughs> yeah. Because oh regardless of how God. you felt about it, if you wanted to keep your job, you had to do it, didn't you? Absolutely. But I I very much tried to take an, an empathetic approach. Uh, I was of the the tutelage of oh, I forget the guy's name, but he wrote verbal judo, and so you you listen, empathize, ask, paraphrase, summarize, and understanding full well that there were certain policies that they would not budge on puts me in a pretty pretty challenging position. But just making sure that I listened first, I think that's that's largely why God gave us two ears and one mouth, right? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but but not going into fix it mode, like, hey, listen here, lady, you need to calm down, which almost mm-hmm. always has the opposite effect, right? Absolutely. <laughs> calm like, down. Never in the well history, of, like, <laughs> never in the history of ever has that worked, right? right. Never. And so, putting myself in a position where I, I was just listening and and hearing the plights of these parents, dude. And that's what I mean. I can't imagine like going through the, the the experience of losing my dad under bad circumstances and not being able to be there and say goodbye, goodbye or find restitution. That was happening on the daily with parents burying their children on the daily. Dude, we went through that 
I was in the ICU. So kids were already beyond sick, right? Or dealing with some life altering ailment. And then COVID happened on top of that. These are kids that are, are, are feeble as far as their, their physical capacity to begin with or their immune systems. They're compromised. I mean, kid, kids like that, as, as tragic as it is, they, they die from the flu. So when you have something that was even more severe, like a 10x flu, yeah, dude. And I had to tell dad, hey, I'm sorry, you can't. Whereas before our visitation was we could let, you know, upwards of 10 people back at a time. And it's just it, you're allowed that time to grieve. You're allowed that time to process with people that care about you. Imagine being just your wife or just a husband in a room with your child. You have no network of support and you're in there alone watching them die. You can't call on anybody to be support. You can't bring anyone in to talk to. That was happening every single day. So again, I, I will not minimize the severity of COVID and, the, and how terrible that situation was. But if we can't stop for a moment and think briefly that it was very, very real for all of us to feel and have things that we went through in that time and instead draw political or religious lines, I think we're doing a great disservice to forget about our country, to us as human freaking beings, dude. If we can't see someone for what they went through and we only and we're only going to espouse that because you check this box, you believe this and you hate this, you you're doing a huge disservice to yourself and and the the people around you and human beings around you at large. You truly truly are yeah, because it was one of the most heartbreaking experiences and I had to suit up and do it day in and day out. And I'm not trying to conflate. I'm not trying to make worse than what it was. But those COVID floors, dude, it was soul sucking. And I had to go in before I could even go in and respond to a mom that was getting upset, had to put the full bunny suit on and the mask. And then they would literally douse you with uh, a chemical post going up there and talking to people because it was it was fever pitch right like it was as high as it could be in, at levels of fear oh, oh yeah. dude if you breathe a particle of air you're in it and you're dying like yep and and there's a mom mm -hmm. that i'm pulling away while she's on the floor and she's just like please just can my husband please please <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah. it's real dude yeah that, that job would have been difficult for me um you know, having the certain beliefs that I had, like I, I, I would struggle to do things that I didn't agree with. So the fact that you were able to do your job amidst all that chaos and everything that was going on, I, I don't know how you do it, man. I, I feel like no. you're a lot stronger than you give yourself credit for sometimes. Like even with that. something like, like that with your job, like that's insane to me. Well, and then to your, I, I just had to shift my paradigm. I, I wasn't, I wasn't security. And so like th there were instances where, you know, when, cause they would dress us in like, we looked like HPD. We were blues top to bottom with our golds, insignias, metal badge. Like we look like cops. Yeah. So again, that, that premise in and of itself, you come up deck to nines and you look like a cop. The nurses just called the, the police because you're upset that your kid's dying. We're already escalating again. Me being six four and four hundred pounds doesn't help either, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I have a lot of bomb wires to cut actively just in my approach. 
So I, I would just somberly just approach them and open my arms in, in as loving and as welcoming a, a way as I could and be like, hey, my name's Sergeant A. How can I help? I, I just want to listen. Or I, I would, it wasn't like, you need to calm down. Uh, it, again, like yeah. these, aren't, these aren't inmates, right? <laughs> but, but that's, I saw so many instances of that because what, be, what gets started from the nurse is like, yeah, there's some crazy Republican mom up here or crazy liberal mom that thinks we should be wearing masks. Da, 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 da. And then perception, perception, perception. And then all of a sudden it strikes as reality. And everybody is so far removed from humanity because they've already have this perceived idea of what this person's going to be or what they should be expecting. When in the very least, often people yell. Do you know why? Because they want to be heard, dude. Because they want to be heard. So you stand to do a lot more when you can disarm and just be like, hey, what's up, dude? Talk to me. You got stuff to say. I want to hear. And then when you can empathize, oh, you've been in here six months in the confines of this room by yourself with your sick kid. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. This must. And, and then the nurse puts the pulls the cath early and you see your son jerk. And it's just like, and you can see that he's in pain and that upsets you. That would upset me too. Not Republican, female, Democrat, liberal. Yep. <laughs> Humans going through a real human experience. I'm sorry. I'm soapboxing hard right now, but I, I hated, I hated being ground zero in that situation when all of this dropped because in the position I was in, because there was the expectation to your point, Corey, where it's like, nope, this is policy. This is what we're being told. You, you put your face down, you shut your mouth and you do your job. Can't do it. Yeah. Tough. Can't oh, do it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to listen and I'm going to love and I'm going to lead with empathy, man, because this is. Ugh. Yeah, dude, <laughs> Eric, I, I, I would love to get you back on the show again sometime to talk about more real shit like this, because <laughs> I've really I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation today. We I could do rabbit holes, too. And yeah, I'm <laughs> not even, opposed to rabbit holes. <laughs> we even got away from what I thought we would mostly discuss. And I like it. I told yeah. you, I told you the tangents are where it's at. Yeah. I like this. So this is good. Well, I appreciate you guys listening and bouncing some of those thoughts off and, uh, for the, the constant plugs and the, the, the vote of confidence, man, this is, yes. it, it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. But when you, when you have people, uh, like Corey, you, for example, Justin, I'm, I, I can only h hope and see that there's going to be an admiration for you as well. My friend, um, just, just re real people that that care and, and want to help share messages of, of humanity or seeing people or breaking down some of those lines. I, uh, I, Corey, you've, you've already been that person in my life, and I'm, I'm truly grateful for it. And Justin, I, I don't see you being too far off from there, my friend. <laughs> I really don't. So I see a lot of uh, similar ways to think things, and I'm just grateful for it, man. So if, if, if there's any, I, I shared it before, but I'll, I'll gladly share it again if there's anything I can do to help you guys with continue to share that message and 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 That's be awesome. the the voice of reason in in otherwise very stupid and negative and divisive <laughs> world <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm happy to push that out and uh shout out again to it's jared right for yes making us look so jared awesome. there he is there he is no problem we appreciate it man anytime
Uh, Derek, one last time, why don't you give Please. us any socials uh, that you would like people to follow for your future endeavors? Let them know where they can find your future stuff, your past stuff, anything you want to share. Yeah, so the Kid Pick Last, I'm ultimately going to be uploading the songs, the videos that I released to the other channel. I just want to it was like so many streams of consciousness at one time when I was trying to pursue multiple things. I think it just makes more sense to put it all on one thing. And that's that's what Kid Picked Last is in totality now. It's going to be the weight loss, pursuing my music, uh, and and doing a lot of the things that I'm passionate about all in one place. So I'm, I'm undecided as to whether or not TikTok will be a viable connection at this point. But uh, Kid Picked Last on Instagram. It's otherwise, it's brain over body is the, the URL. But it, it's actually under Kid Pick Last. Um, I think your guys are providing a link. I'm not sure, but uh, if you search Kid Pick Last, you'll you'll find one of the two of the channels. But they will ultimately become one. And yeah, that's going to be podcast, vlog, music, everything, all in one one spot. All things Kid Pick Last. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and do you have a date when you're going to start the show yet, or I? <laughs> <laughs> Justin. Listen, I'm interested in this shit. Justin, I will be out here asking the hard question, <laughs> man. man. Listen, we on the so spot I, now. I've I've recorded two episodes and not like scrubbed them where I can get them back, like fully deleted them. So I am, I am in more ways than I'm proud to admit my my own worst enemy. And put uh, it out. That's. I appreciate you saying that, man. Because it's 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 when I allow time to sit and think about it that it's just like no. It's not worth it. But fly by uh, the seat of your pants. Let it go. <laughs> Justin's living the way that's, we all should. Listen, that's how we started. Before, yeah. before we let it uh, peter out there, before we let that fire extinguish, we're like, you know what? Let's just do it. We're not ready, but let's just do it. Just yeah. put it out there. And yeah. then the further we went along with it, the, the more the fire grew. So I feel like maybe maybe he's right. Maybe that's yeah. what you got to do. Well, and I said it myself. It just, it, it's so dumb that I... I, I you know, ascribe to these certain beliefs or ideas. And then it's just like, but, but then don't right? like Dave girls. Like it's, it's okay to suck, man. It's okay to, you know, to fumble through some things at times, you know, like again, Rogan didn't get where he's at with his podcast. Cause it was a top notch production the whole time, even though he had a little bit more right. money than the rest of us to start. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. and you're very well spoken. There is no way that it's going to be a bad show. Thank you, Justin. Precisely. That's awesome, man. So that got me right in the feels, dog. I, pre I appreciate that. Thank you. <coughs> oh, frick. I don't know why that hit me so hard right now, Justin. <laughs> you got him, man. Thank you, man. I did something. <laughs> so um, I'm, got me, I'm got curious. Me when I, at the end. <laughs> I'm curious when I say that we definitely want to have you back on. If you'll, you'll join us again at some point yeah. in the future here, after you get your projects underway, we could do like a check-in and see, see how things are going for you, how you're That'd enjoying the process and get back into talking about all the nonsense that we like to talk about. So. <laughs> we just, we need to do an episode that's five hours and just call it rabbit holes and then just go. Yeah, to school. <laughs> I'm down with Shit, it. I'm how long do we go the one day? We oh, love have a good one? like two episodes, two hours each. Oh, oh just about gosh, just really running. Long. It might have been like in an hour 40 and an hour and a half or something like that. But yeah, they were, yeah. They were some good ones. Um, guys, uh, we we don't have all audio or all video available, um, but we are on YouTube with all of our episodes. You can check them all out. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google, all those places. Uh, our next live broadcast is going to be this upcoming Thursday night. Um, Justin, is it going to be at 6 or 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern? 
I missed that. What? (laughs) (laughs) On top of shit. On top of shit. Uh, Our next broadcast is going to be this upcoming Thursday night. Are you going to be in on that show, or can I set the time? Uh, I may or may not. You can set the time. If if I'm going to be, I'll be there. If not, (laughs) you're on your own. All right. So this upcoming Thursday, it'll be 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's going to be the next live broadcast. And remember, you can find us on Twitch, on Twitter, and on YouTube. That's where the live shows will be. You can also find us on the Blue Collar Media Group Network over on Twitter, on YouTube, and on Facebook. We do go live on those platforms as well. Uh, But yeah, I think (laughs) Justin is a dipshit. If not, he may be asleep, my wife says. (laughs) It's absolutely beautiful. I love their relationship. Um, But Derek, thank you so much for joining us today. I had an absolute blast. I hope you did too. I did, man. It's uh, more than anything. It's been a a welcome shift in in just feeling some confidence. So uh, nonsense and deep thoughts, blue collar, Jared, Justin, Corey. It's uh, this was this was shockingly revelatory, and I'm just going to say that here now because I I try to be as candid as I can. That I, I, I do have what it takes to, to give this a good run. So, Justin, I appreciate you being so forthright, man. That was a right you do. Hey, you got it. So was, I uh, really look cool. forward to uh, listening to the first episode tomorrow. <laughs> My man. Yeah. All right. And hey, listen, if you ever if you ever need someone to uh, hop on your show and discuss, you know, anything along the lines of family relationships and whatnot, I think Justin would be a, a great get for that one. He has no, he has input Lord. of his own. <laughs> that'll be my my first installment of rabbit holes huh <laughs> yeah for sure yeah so everyone we appreciate you joining in Absolutely. uh hopping into chat with us listening after the fact we love everybody uh showing their support uh yeah. we 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 wouldn't be able to keep doing this without all the support that we get so thank you guys so much for that and the next time we will see you will be seven o'clock p.m eastern standard time on thursday night We will see you guys next time. Later. See ya.